السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمده ونصلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم رب اشرح لي صدری ویسر لي امری واحلل عقدتا من لسانی یفقه قولی سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العلیم الحکیم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deception of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. With the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla wa'ala, we continue with Surah Al-Shu'ara, chapter number 26. And the verse that we start today's lesson is verse number 25. To recap yesterday's lesson, Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam, Nabi Harun alayhi salatu salam, go to the Pharaoh and his cronies and ministers. And tell them that they have to liberate and emancipate the people who are under bondage. And they have made them into slaves. And all the worst type of work they would do. This is the Israelites. And you know what they call nowadays affirmative action. So this was affirmative action really. That what they would do, the best jobs they would give the Kiptis, the Coptic, because the Pharaoh and his people were all non-Muslims. And the menial job and hard labor and so forth, all this the Israelites would do. Those who were connected to Nabi Musa, salam, Nabi Harun, salam. So when they told him that Nahima sent the Bani Israel with them and Arsil Ma'ana Bani Israel, what was the answer and response of the Pharaoh? قَالَ أَلَمْ نُرَبِّكَ فِينَا وَلِيدًا وَلَبِثْتَ فِينَا مِنْ أُمُورِكَ سِنِينَ Didn't we give you shelter and you we nurtured you, we grew you up in our house, in the palace? Walida, whilst you were a baby and a child? وَلَبِثْتَ فِينَا مِنْ أُمُورِكَ سِنِينَ And you stayed for so many years in this palace, in our household, and we showered you with so many bounties, favors and gifts. And now you have the audacity to come and say all this? How long did Nabi Musa والسلام, stay there in the palace of the Pharaoh? Allama Shawkani rahimahullah has written, some ulama say 18 years, some say 30 years. Be it whatever it is, it was a long period. <coughs> so for 18 years also if you take, I mean it is a long period. Then... He's telling Nabi Musa والسلام, you are inviting me but let's see what you are doing. And you committed that sin and that crime. That is what Pharaoh is trying to say. We don't accept that. Anbiya alayhi salatu salam never commit any vices, any sin. Yes, there can be error in judgment. There could be mistakes but never a sin. So the Pharaoh, when he's saying it, this is the translation. 
and you are the one who perpetrated that crime, that major sin of murder. And he's trying to tell the people, Musa salam committed it, premeditated murder. Whilst you are ungrateful also, instead of thanking me all the time, now you come here and tell me that these slaves I have here and so forth, I must liberate and emancipate them. Nabi Musa salam did not kill that person of the Pharaoh and his group and cronies intentionally, deliberately. It was never premeditated murder. What had happened was an argument broke out between the Kipiti, the Egyptian person, and the Israelite. And he, that that Israelite person, was going to be oppressed by this Egyptian person. So therefore, Nabi Musa intervened and separated them and tapped that person. So when he just hit him slightly, he died. So now the rumor spread that Nabi Musa salam committed murder and so forth. Remember, I explained all this to you in detail yesterday as well. kafirin, you are from the ungrateful ones. When you use the word kafir from kufr, then it means disbeliever. And when you use the word kafir, kafirin from kufran, then it means ungrateful and unthankful, like me and you. Almighty Allah, Jalla wa ala, ever recurring bounties and favors. But what do we do? From each day till now, just four or five days have passed. How many vices, how many sins have we committed? How many salat have we missed? So when you a person tells us we are kafirin and they mean kufran, then that is, like in this text and context, remember you are ungrateful, then that is correct. So there's no need for us to get upset. So remember that even the Pharaoh knew kafirin here means the ungrateful, unthankful. So always look at the text and the context uh, and the context. Nabi Musa salam said, as regarding your allegation that I murdered that person, or you can say either we're joining it. Yes, I committed that mistake also. Whilst I, I did it unintentionally. I did it by mistake. I did it forgetfully. It was never premeditated. And I gave you the karina, the sign from the Quran, where the word dhalin or the verb dhalla is used in that context. When you don't have two male witnesses, then you must have one male and two female witnesses. Why two female? Allah Ta'ala highlights the rationale. If one of the ladies makes a mistake or she forgets, then the other lady will remind her. So yeah, same meaning you translate. And I am from those who made a mistake. I admit to my mistake, but definitely it was unintentionally, inadvertently. And not premeditated murder or intentionally as you are assuming and making propaganda, O Pharaoh. Thereafter, subsequently, I took flight and I left Egypt from you. Because I fear that you put the bounty on my head. You wanted to kill me, liquidate me like you see today. You see the enemies of Islam, what they are doing, how they murder and kill the Muslims, like how you kill flies. So any person speaks the truth, anybody criticizes them. 
And sad to say, in our community, it's the same thing. As long as you praise people, they are your friend. Once you start speaking the truth, once you start criticizing them, they are wrong and you are right. Then remember, they will try and legalize and justify their wrong. And they will try and suppress the truth. And it will never happen. So we don't, must never rely, remember, on people. Put our reliance always on Almighty Allah. Therefore, the Dua Nabi Musa والسلام, was taught by Almighty Allah and enshrined in the Noble Quran, Allahi Tawakkalna. Upon Almighty Allah alone do we put our trust. Rabbana la tajalna fitnatalil qomidalimin. O Allah, never break us a target and a trial for a people who are the oppressors and transgressors. And you save us and rescue us through your mercy, O Allah, for our people who are the disbelievers. Surah Yunus, Surah 10, verses 85 and 86. By heart it, memorize it, teach your wives, your spouses, your children, students. These are very, very powerful, potent, effective duas. Surah 10, Surah Yunus, verses 85 and 86. And today is Jumu'ah between Asr and Maghrib, and Mustajaba. It's time when duas are accepted. See what's happening to the Ummah in Kashmir in India. What's happening in Palestine and Burma. What's happening in Iraq and in Syria. So many places, so many problems. So minimum we all should be engaged and engrossed in duas. Nevertheless, so Nabi Musa admitted to it and he said, I took flight because you wanted to kill me for Allah Ta'ala blessed me with knowledge and gave me the power of passing judgments and authority to do so and all Allah made me from the messengers. And that bounty which you conferred and shower upon me, I am acknowledging it. I accept it. I don't reject it. But does that justify that now you enslave the Bani Israel? That you make them slaves because you did me a favor? So that can never be justified. Therefore, we are telling you that you must give over to us. To me, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, and my brother Nabi Harun alayhi salam, and we take the Bani Israel, the Israelites, away from captivity and bondage. Call a Fir'aun. He couldn't answer. So now he wants to be sarcastic. He says, Fir'aun say, Wama Rabbul Alameen. You know in the Arabic language when you allude and refer to animate, you say man. Well, he should say man rabbul alamin. Who is the sustainer, nourisher of the world, of the entire universe and cosmos and creation? But he uses the word wama rabbul alamin. And what? Because there in Egypt during the Pharaonic time and era, every corner, every place almost, there were so many gods. Like you go to some countries today where they worship idols. Everywhere you will just see idols. Qala Rabbus Samawati wal Ardi wa ma baynahuma. Nabi Musa alayhi responds, My Allah is Rabbus Samawat, the sustainer, nourisher of the heavens and the skies. This alone will take one hour if you're going to detail. We don't have the time, so let us very briefly. Who is now sustaining the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, everything on top above our head, the clouds? Who is sustaining it? 
So when a person just wonders and ponders, we were in a plane now last week, how many planes from this airport to this airport and that airport in South America, alhamdulillah. Now you go above the clouds and you just marvel at the creation of Allah. So who who created it? Who's in charge of it? How come everything is working in such perfect harmony? You see man-made planes, they crash. You see man-made planes, they get hijacked. You see man-made planes, they have so many problems. All these things here, that they have to take off and remove the passengers because of technical problems and engine problems. But see, for thousands, for millions of years, the system is going on. Then the land and the sand. Now you look at the water, the marine life. You look at your desert. You look at your ordinary normal land. Who is sustaining, nourishing it? And everything in between. If you have firm conviction. Today's lesson, Surah to Shu'ara, chapter 26, verse 25. Call. Now the Pharaoh speaks. He can't answer the question. So he looks around him. Those who are around him, his ministers, his caucus, his confidants. You see today when the prime minister's president said, then because they can't think alone, they have that cabinet of theirs, they have that shura of theirs, consultative committee, they have the caucus. And remember, they all are frightened because they can get fired by the president. So now to be sarcastic, he tells them, Are you listening attentively? If you say tasma'un, just to listen. And tasma'un, to listen attentively. And this he said to be sarcastically, to mock and scoff Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam. So he asked, you must remember Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam, Rabbukum, now Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam proposed the next question. Rabbukum, Allah Ta'ala is your Rabb, your sustainer, nourisher, provider. Your claiming that Ana Rabbukumul A'la, you are the supreme being, is totally a lie and fabrication. So Allah Ta'ala is your sustainer, nourisher, provider, and all of you, your minister, the progeny, and your caucus, and whoever else. وَرَبُّ آبَائِبُكُمُ الْأَوَّلِينَ And he is the Rabb, the sustainer, nourisher, provider of your forefathers. آبَائِبُكُمُ الْأَوَّلِينَ Aba means your forefathers, grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, and upwards it goes. And أَوَّلِينَ So your previous, you know, people, so your ancestors, so all of them were nourished and provided and sustained by all Allah. You did not sustain them. So this is the Musa salam teaching the Pharaoh something about Iman. We should never think that our shop, our job, our farm, our factory is sustaining us. That is just the sabab zahiri superficial reason and means. The real sustainer, nourisher, provider is who? Is Almighty Allah. See, Almighty Allah teaches us, Verily, those people who say, Allah is our Rabb, it means they have that firm conviction. It's not their wives who gave birth to the baby. That is the superficial reason. The real reason is Allah Ta'ala creates what He wants to, who He wants to, when He wants to. So all that, everything comes from Almighty Allah. 
Then it is not our shop and job that's sustaining us. It is Allah, wallahu khayru raziqeen. It's not that the doctor can give us shifa and cure with the injection and medication and tablets and capsules. Remember the shafi, the cure comes from Allah. That operation, injection is just sabab zahiri, just the superficial reason. So understand things in the proper text and context. Nabi Musa والسلام, continuing with his mission and dawat and tabligh inviting the pharaoh and his cronies and caucus and propagating the true message without any compromise Rabbukum wa Rabbu Qal, now the pharaoh character assassination so this is what people do when you speak the truth even today Remember this, therefore, for people to accept the truth, they find it too difficult because their pride and arrogance will not allow it. Mustafa وسلم, gave two signs regarding pride and so forth. Patarul haq, and that is the pride will not allow the person to accept the truth. When Abu Jahal and his cronies left Makkah on the occasion of the Battle of Badr, Allah used that word. وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ خَرَجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ بَطَرًا Do not be like those people who left their homes. They are referring to Makkah in that state and condition. Proudly, with haughtiness, arrogance, and already singing the glory of victory, victory song. They were overconfident of victory, and Almighty Allah humiliated and disgraced and defeated them. All now the Pharaoh said, and second sign Nabi Salam said, nas, that you consider yourself to be superior and the other person to be inferior. How dare you tell us who are you? So that is the mentality today as well. Call Inna If you even know the rudiments and basics of the Arabic language, you will understand what the Pharaoh said. Here the Pharaoh responded, Inna, Inna comes for emphasis, verily, surely, definitely. Rasulakum the messenger, meaning the so-called messenger is trying to say. So the so-called messenger, Ursila Ilaikum, who has been sent to you, Lama Junoon. You see, the word is not only Majnoon, Majnoon, insane and mad. Lama Junoon. Verily, he is definitely insane, definitely mad. So he tried to just now snub Nabi Musa والسلام, and say that you are an insane person. Same thing they told Mustafa Habibuna that they called him a shair, a poet. They called him sahir, remember, that a fortune teller. And you know, kahin, I mean, they called. And they called Nabi Salam majnoon. And Allah forbid, Allah forbid, insane. So all these derogatory remarks were used. Yeah, same thing is happening. Therefore, Almighty Allah tells us, "Fala yahzunka qawluhum, ya Rasul Allah, Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam." That their speech and their derogatory sentiments and remarks should not cause you grief. Inna naalamu ma yusirun wa ma yulinun. We know very well what they are concealing and saying in their private meetings and caucus, and what they are announcing, all that we know, and we'll expose them. 
فلا يحزن قولهم don't worry about them ان العزه لله جميعا honor dignity is solely only by all Allah. it is not in the hands of people how many times people plotted and planned even against us but you see allah elevates whomsoever he wishes so Almighty Allah Jalla wa ala send Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam and this was the response of the Pharaoh La Majnoon surely he's made an insane Allah forbid Call Nabi Musa alayhi salam goes on he does not is not bothered and concerned with all the unsavory remarks made by the Pharaoh and his cronies like today when the Prime Minister President speaks then people clap hands that you call Asabiya Antu'inahum ala zulmin. Asabiya, partisanship means that you support your people, your organization, your party, your country people, countrymen or women, whatever. You know they're wrong, but you want to still show allegiance to them. So that is asabiya. Otherwise, if you just show the demographics of a country and so forth, that so many people are belonging to the Pakistanis or Indians or Arabs and so forth, so Africans, so that is not asabiya. To call that asabiya is a sign of jahalat and ignorance. So here remember that Nabi Musa said, قَالَ رَبُّ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ that Allah Ta'ala is a sustainer, nourisher, the soul nourisher, sustainer of what is in the east and west. And whatever is in between, the south, the north, all directions. So who is sustaining that fish and the small, tiny little fish, we can't even see it with the naked eye. Who is sustaining the big, big marine animals and so forth, the fish. Who is now the big, big rhinoceros and elephants and so forth. Me and you, we can't even sustain it for one week, one month, one year. But Allah Ta'ala, not one, two millions, billions, trillions of them. Seven billion human beings in one month, one year, how much we eat, how much we drink. So who is doing all this? So he is now stimulating the mind of the Pharaoh and his cronies. قَالَ رَبُّ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ if you have true understanding. Today people, Muslims are speaking about, they say this is not sense, this is not logic. Our deen is not based on logic. That's the first mistake people are making. Our deen is not based on aql, my intelligence, your intellect and intelligence, no. Our deen is based on naql. Naql means that is supra-logical, beyond and above logic. Therefore, the first quality Allah mentioned of the pious people, Alladina yu'minuna bil ghayb, that they believe in the unseen. We can't see Allah, but we believe in Allah. We can't see Jannat and Paradise, we believe in it. We can't see Jahannam, Hellfire, but we believe in it. We can't see the Malaika and angels, but yet we believe in the angels. So that is what we need to understand. Today, people who are ignorant and, you know, you can't blame them because they don't know any better. So they say that this is not sense. This is not logic. When people make these type of statements, remember, as far as Islam goes, then they absolute jahil and ignorant people. So that is what we mistakes are made. And then people now get carried away by those arguments. So in kuntum taqilun, if you have common sense, which is not common nowadays, then you will accept what I am saying. 
because now he is debating and responding to a non-Muslim, so he said the first time in Kuntum Mukinin, if you have firm conviction, and even if you have logic and common sense and rationale, you will accept it. That is what Musa is saying. But we are Muslims, we don't believe in logic. Logic is something that is relative. Sometimes the law will be logical, sometimes not logical. You look at your man-made law. So where is written anywhere that green must always be go and red must always stop? Where's the logic in that? So why is it not the other way around? So remember the thousand examples you can give like that. Call now the intimidation. I told you in yesterday's lesson, when people are now, remember, threatened, they feel their authority is dropping. They feel that now this person is a threat to them. So now they will try the intermediate, you know, intimidation tactics. So that is what people do even today. See, government's doing it as well. Call. So this is the Pharaoh. The mighty Pharaoh, he said, Ana Rabbukumul A'ala, I am the supreme being. But he couldn't control Nabi Musa alayhi salam because he was speaking the truth all the time. Couldn't control Nabi Harun alayhi salam propagating the truth. I'm telling you Nabi Musa alayhi salam and if, that is argument sake hypothetically, Ilahan ghayri, if you take a deity, you take an idol, you take a god, ghayri besides me, then surely, surely, the lamb in the starting, the noon in the ending, for further emphasis, then definitely, surely, you will be arrested. You will be thrown to prison and jail, and you will be imprisoned. Is this not reminding of us with today, resonating with us today? Remember, the same thing happens today. When people speak the truth against governments, against any group or whatever, then they want to intimidate that person. They want to blackmail that person. They want to suppress and subvert the truth. But remember, the truth will always prevail. And those people, Allah enhances their izzat and honor. Just like how Pharaoh brought the People who were Sahirin, the people who were the sorcerers, the magicians. He thought that they will bring him honor. But remember that they believed in Nabi Musa salam, And that is how Allah honored them and honored Nabi Musa salam. That is the system of Allah. You will not find a change in the system of Almighty Allah. Nabi Musa said, Must I bring to you something which is manifest and clear? I show you. I am selected by Almighty Allah and not elected by people. The Pharaoh says, Okay, produce it. Show me. If you are from the truthful ones. Hence, he took his staff, his stick. You know, today, Jumu'ah, when we deliver the khutbah, in many places, majority, we use a stick there on the mimbar, so that is called asa. Fa'alqa asahu, and asa is sunnah of the anbiya. Mustafa, sallallahu would use asa, the stick mubarak. And Samalali, Nabi Musa, alayhi salam, would use his stick mubarak. He cast the stick and the staff, 
فَإِذَا سَدَنْلِي فَإِذَا يَاتُ أُبَانٌ مُبِينٌ Then it transformed into a big serpent. Even the Pharaoh got the shock of his life because he said one side is God, but yet the serpent is going to bite him, sting him. So he was really petrified and terrified. That is the Pharaoh. So Obanum Mubin, it transformed and changed into a big serpent. And everybody could see it very clearly. That's Mubin. While Musa salam, was dark in complexion, he had sheepish hair like the African. If you study the, the Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, if you study the Bible, he placed his hand here under his armpit and so forth and then he took it out and when he removed his hand so the hand was shining it was whitish in color glittering for those who could see so everywhere is the help of Allah with those who are propagating the truth never get intimidated by people who propagate batil and falsehood may all Allah keep us steadfast wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillah rabbil